Hey, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of She Wakes Up. I'm your host, Stacey Failing, and it's Friday. And if you've been listening to the show, you know what that means. We have another featured guest on the show. And this week, I have the pleasure of introducing to you a dear friend of mine. Her and I just hit it off as if we had known each other for years. The very first time we had a conversation, the second time we had a conversation, we were actually on the phone with each other for over an hour just connecting and kind of having like this girl crush on each other because as an adult, you just don't find friends like that. And for it to happen so quickly was pretty amazing. So to say the least, her and I are in very close contact. Like our families have met and hung out. Our kids have played together. Um, We live in the same state. So it's just a matter of, you know, just of course, finding and scheduling the time to make adult playdates happen. But um, I'm actually going to be a guest speaker at her first conference, and I will leave all the information in the show notes. I know I talk about this a little bit on the show as well. The other cool thing that she's doing right now is an intentional journaling workshop. So this is for anybody that just wants to journal. They've heard all of the good benefits of journaling, but they really just don't know where to start. This is a great workshop for beginners who, you know, want to start journaling, but it's also for somebody that's been journaling for a while to just take a different shift because journaling looks so different for everybody. Um, And depending on where you are, you know, you can shift your journaling practice as well. I will also be on this workshop um, one day going live, just talking about one of the segments. Every single day there's a new journal prompt and it's based on a specific topic and we will go live on Facebook and just kind of be interactive together. So it's not just we're going to give you this worksheet and send you on your way. It's really interactive. Um, There's that accountability piece. So it's really, really cool. It's almost full though. So if you want to get in, this starts next week. So this airs on the 24th of June. So next week you have, that's like your last time to get in. So if you want to get in, I have the information in the show notes. Make sure you check that out. All right. So without further ado, I wanted to just share with you all of the phenomenal things that Tiffany has been working on, but let's just dive in and hear what she has to share with us. Welcome to She Wakes Up, a podcast where you are granted permission to rise above your past, crush your fear and self-doubt, and go after the future of your dreams. I know life has taken over and has driven you to a place where you feel lost and scared and you have no idea how you got here. You just feel stuck in your job, relationships, motherhood, all of it. I see you and you're in the right place. I'm your host, Stacey Failing, and I'm so pumped to have you here. I've been where you are. I was lost in abuse, finances, anxiety, poor health, you name it. I was up and down for years trying to fix myself on the surface. What I found was the real damage in need of fixing came from the inside. And so it was. If this is you, come hang with me. Grab a drinky drink and maybe a pint of some ice cream because we are skipping the small talk and getting right to the juice. Because girl, it's time to wake up. Welcome back to another episode of She Wakes Up. Today, I am super pumped. I have made an amazing connection with this girl right here on the other side of the mic. Her name is Tiffany Malik, and she is the founder 
owner, operator, the woman behind the scenes of the Rise and Grind, a Women's Life Guide podcast. And she is creating this huge movement and I am honored to be a part of her first ever women's conference and we can get into the details later on that. Um, I will make sure that all the links are in the show notes, but Tiffany, say hi, introduce yourself, let everybody know who you are. Hi guys. Hey, I'm Tiffany and I'm a mindset coach and I'm all the things that she said, but I'm also a mom and a wife um, and probably a little bit of a hot mess most of the time, but we just keep on trucking and I'm honored to be a part of this and be here today. So without further ado, let's get started. Yeah. And I love because you literally said that you were a hot mess turned into a mindset coach. So let's unpack that a little bit. What does that mean? Like, where did you get started? How did you get to where you are today? Oh my goodness. I feel like if we, if we go back to like the beginning of hot mess, Tiffany, I'm <laughs> super glad like Snapchat and stuff wasn't as big of a thing back then because the memories would be real rough. <laughs> we grew but, up in the right time. Like we had the access, but we didn't have the evidence. <laughs> yes. yes. And so um, I think really the realization that I was a hot mess and not um, a hot mess where you're proud to own it type of thing um, was probably the beginning of my early 20s. I uh, was a little bit rough. I um, experienced homelessness twice. I became a stripper to pick myself up off the ground and um, make sure that my family had everything that they needed um, to kind of fix the mistakes that were made um, and learn from them along the way. And then becoming the proud hat mess that I am now is more on the, oh crap, I forgot the snack for soccer type of thing. <laughs> um, don't drive a minivan. I'm proud of that still, but <laughs> I do rock the SUV. Um, but it really, unpacking it, it would be a long show, but I would have to say to summarize it, it would be looking in the mirror one day and being like, this is not somebody that I recognize. And I want to be somebody that when I look in the mirror, I recognize that person. I'm proud of that person. And I have much love for that person. And so I really started working on my self-love journey um, and I fell in love with it so much that I was like, well, how many other women are going through, you know, have went through tough times um, and felt like it defined them? How many other women are struggling with their self-confidence, with um, the way they talk to themselves, interconnection? And so I started talking more vocally about it um, and then I started speaking at network marketing events, because I used to work for a network marketing company. And that kind of was like the footsteps, you know, into where I am now. And then the pandemic came and I had always worked two to three jobs um, most of my adult life just to stay afloat. And I had the opportunity to stay home. And it's the first time that had been presented to me. And I took it and ran, um, and that was when Rise and Grind a Woman's Life Guide was was born, and I dived both feet in, and here we are today, and we do, you know, I do coaching events, and I do programs, and I have a podcast myself, so yeah, that, that's about it. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot, um, and just from your backstory, did you ever see yourself as the stay-at-home, you know, work-at-home mom? Not at all. If you were to be sitting <laughs> probably in the same these same chairs, um, 
three years ago, um, right before the pandemic started. I even was hell-bent on the fact that I was never going to be a stay-at-home mom. I loved having a career. I really did. I loved what I, what I did as my career as well, but um, I worked in a very toxic work environment. And so as I started growing, um, I'm saying I'm a lot. I apologize now. But as I started growing personally and creating really good inner self-love and conversation with myself and recognizing my worth, I was like, hold on, I can make a lot more of a difference on my own. And I was also seeing how much my kids were missing out on. And so now I'm involved in everything. I'm not going to say I'm a PTA mom because I still buy store-bought brownies. Don't ask me to bake anything. For the no shame in that game. <laughs> Mom's not doing it. But I absolutely love the opportunity that I have being at home. Yeah, I love it. And it's great that you've been able to find a balance because I'm with you. And again, no I'm not judging anybody for being this PTA mom for driving the minivan and doing all the things, but girl, I'm right there with you. Like I just, that's just not me. So <laughs> I get it, but you have to, like I said, you have to find that balance. So, I mean, I guess what led you to that self-love journey, that self-development journey. And you said that you fell in love with it along the way. Where did that all of a sudden, like, where did the turn happen to where you went from this person that you're adamant about, like, I, I'm not working from home. This is not who I am to shifting that and now loving what you do and feeling like now you're really able to make a bigger impact. What happened from, you know, three years ago to now for somebody that's listening, that might be in a similar space, trying to figure all that out. <clears throat> so as much as I want to tell you, it's an epiphany moment. It's not always that. And I know for some people and their stories, it is. For me, it was a long, drawn-out journey. Um, I, when we had our second son, our first son is not biologically ours, but he is wholeheartedly our son. So when we had our first biological son, who is now going to be four this June, um, I was over the moon that we were pregnant, and my whole pregnancy overall was very happy and healthy. Um, but he, when he, right before he was born, my aunt who practically raised me, uh, she was, she was in every way what a mom was supposed to be. Um, she had a stroke and was put on hospice. So when I went in to have my son, I already knew she wasn't going to come out. And so the emotions of supposed, I'm supposed to be happy right? Having this new baby, but a whole part of me was missing. So I immediately fell into postpartum depression. And prior to being diagnosed with postpartum depression, I had been diagnosed with chronic depression. And that was something that felt like a stab. Um, I felt like I was being robbed of how I was supposed to feel having a newborn. And I the only way I knew how to cope was to go back to work. And so I originally had taken 12 weeks off from my maternity leave. And I went back like right after the six week mark, because the only thing I knew how to do and how to keep myself alive was to work. I was no longer living for my children wasn't enough. Um, and so I had to distract myself and I had a friend come over one day and she had rented this, documentary on postpartum depression 
but she knew I was struggling and we sat down and we watched it and I looked at her and I was like, I have, I have to love myself. I, that's, I have, I have to start somewhere. And so at first I hated it. (laughs) There was no comfortability with it. And that's where that big term of you have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable when it comes to growth. And so I started there and it was doing a lot of just talking to myself and I might've looked like a crazy person driving in the car, but I would have full blown conversations with myself, asking myself how my day was before I had to go get my kids. And there was a screaming infant in the backseat because once that happened, I couldn't, you know, I knew I wouldn't be able to focus just on myself. And so I worked on just having those inner conversations with myself. And then, um, as that went along, then it, it opened up the path to what I needed to heal from. And I started working on those things. And then I started learning what positive affirmations were and what mindset coaching was. Not that I wanted to be one yet, but how I could benefit from it and the power of mindset. And so then um, when I started sharing my story more and more and um, became more confident in who I was, And the fact that my past didn't define me, it laid a path for me. And I got to choose what way I went with that um, is when I decided that, damn, I can be a bad bitch if I want to be. And I love myself. And so it's still a growing journey. Every day is growth um, or a process towards it. Like today, I get asked a lot, like, how do you wake up so positive? I don't always wake up positive. It's normal to wake up on the wrong side of the bed. That's okay. Today was one of those days for me. I took time and gave myself grace and I took a shower and I did skincare and I talked to myself and, you know, gave myself some positive affirmations, some things that I would want a sister to tell me, you know, you are loved, you are enough, you are kind, you know, all of the things. And also understanding that there is balance is a is a fine line. There's harmony. Reach for the harmony in it. So, yeah, I went off the tangent for a minute there, but wheel it back in. <laughs> yeah. No, I love it. And it's so important to know that, you know, we don't have to have it all together all the time. And it's just a work in progress. And I say that so much on the podcast where, yeah, we're growing. Even though, you know, I might be a few steps ahead of the person that's listening to this, doesn't mean that I am still not growing and changing and evolving and learning and overcoming all the shit that I had to overcome. It's natural and that's okay. And I just think it's so beautiful that, you know, you allow yourself that time that so many people want to find. And with the day to day, one of the biggest things that I hear women say is, I don't have time. I don't have time to do the skincare. I don't have time to have those inner conversations. So something that I wanted to talk about and ask you is, first of all, since you brought it up, like how do you find that harmony with having kids and working a business and also dig a little deeper into those inner conversations and how somebody who's just getting started can start that process? Yes. So I'm so glad you asked that because I feel like often when I – when I talk like that, I forget that people are beginning somewhere. Um, and so my biggest advice when it comes to finding the time is understanding that creating a schedule or a routine, what you might come up with at first might not work. 
and that's okay. Um, as I was working through figuring out what day I could have for time for myself, something would happen or my son's soccer schedule would change or my husband's work schedule would change and I would have to pivot. And then it was that conversation of don't let that tell you that you don't deserve that time. It doesn't mean that you don't deserve that time because you wholeheartedly deserve that time. You just have to move it around and that's okay. Maybe it's not Tuesday this week. It's Thursday next week. Um, so the best way to dig deep with it, especially if you're somebody that you're, you might be a single mom and so you can't rely on somebody else or you have a very limited, um, set of people that can babysit for you or you work a lot, whatever your story, your circumstance is, it is going to be sitting down and writing down when you have free time. That's what I did was I went through my schedule and I was like, okay, so this day would work. Um, I also take my schedule every month and I plan one day, one day out of the month that I don't allow anything to go on. And I can, then I can spend it however I want. It might get spent with my kids. I might say, let's go to the zoo, but it might be spent where mom literally lays in her bed all day and binge watches Bridgerton on Netflix, you know, and that's okay too. <laughs> um, but so much of it is being able to pivot. And I know when we think of pivot, sometimes we think of that friends episode. Okay. And that's how it feels. That is how it feels at first. Um, but just stay committed to it and keep showing up for yourself because you cannot pour from an empty cup. It does not matter if you're like, well, I've been pouring from an empty cup forever. How do you feel? How do you feel right now? Mm -hmm. Because you said it with haste, which means you don't feel very good about it. Right. Just so because you can do it doesn't mean that you should be. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, and I'm an empath, so I get it. Like I want to give to everybody, but I had to learn that I was no longer giving my best self. I wasn't showing up as my best self and that's what I want to be. So, um, <clears throat> but what was, sorry, I know you asked me something else. Oh, the inner connection and inner conversation. Yes. Um, so for me, it started with really just talking to myself, but, um, I know for some people that might be uncomfortable. I mean, it's going to starting in our conversation with yourself is going to be uncomfortable, sis. And that's just the, you know, let me just stop right there. This whole process of figuring out who the hell you are and loving yourself is uncomfortable. It's awkward. It doesn't yes. feel right at first because that's not who you're used to showing up as. But once you figure that out and you really do get into that habit of who you are and you just love yourself for who you are, you will never go back. So embrace that awkwardness and just try it. Give yourself that time to adjust. Once you go, you're, that's it. Game over. Yes. I always uh, reference the fact that it's almost as awkward as getting asked a homecoming dance in high school. Like it's, <laughs> it's that awkwardness. And then it's that awkwardness of when your parents volunteered for the dance, right? Mm -hmm. And you're friends person who came. It's really awkward. I don't know if anybody else went through that, but I went through that because my parents always volunteer. <laughs> so very awkward. Okay. <laughs> um, but you have to, you have to push through it. And so <clears throat> for me, it started with, it's really just, I was having, I was talking to myself. Um, and I did learn through many therapy sessions that having the conversations with myself are very, very healthy. Um, and a lot of times the reason I felt so comfortable having the conversation with myself was because I never felt I could have that conversation with anybody else growing up. So 
Um, if you start doing that and you start to feel very comfortable with it, girl, roll with it. But then the other way is journaling. I love to journal. I have copious amounts of journals. Um, and the reason is, is because each of them have something different for me. You know, one is, might be intentional. One is, um, manifestation. One is venting, right? Um, like a burn after you write it book type of thing. Um, but really just getting down and getting it out. Like just let it all go. Be Elsa out here and you just gotta let it go. Um, there was something else I wanted to say, but it just disappeared. It might come back. It might come back. <laughs> oh, good. What do you tell the person that is really stuck? They're in that space that you were feeling before this all happened, before you had those conversations with yourself. What was that point where it was your breaking point that just like pushed you over the edge and you realized that something had to give? And I'm sure it didn't just start, like you said, you have to embrace the uncomfortable. It didn't just start with this process. When did you notice that you were like this, something has to change? And what is the first step? Like, what is something if she's just not comfortable to having that conversation with herself, if she's just not comfortable journaling, she doesn't know how to put pen to paper yet. Um, what's something that you could advise her to do to just get started? Ooh. for me, it's a drive. For me, it's a car drive, um, which I did today for about half an hour. I needed that drive. Um, when I feel like I'm stuck, right? Um, I just did a podcast episode on embracing the suck, which is also the stuck. Um, mm -hmm. And we will hit that point in our journey more than once. It isn't something that you there will always be another, um, another mountain, right? We can quote Miley Cyrus in the climb until <laughs> we can't quote it anymore. There's always going to be another mountain to climb. So there's always going to be another moment when you feel like you can't get to that peak. And so, so much of it is going to be, even if you are uncomfortable with having the inner conversation, it is having the connection with yourself. If you're sitting there and you can recognize that this is not okay and I don't feel okay, that is the beginning of your journey. If you can have that moment of knowing something's not right, and that might be just what all you can tell yourself in that moment is something's not right or something has to change or I know I deserve better, that is the beginning. You have started you know, it's a scratch and you have started itching at it, right? And you're going to start chipping it away because tomorrow you're going to wake up and as a human, our first instinct is to be like, well, today's a new day, it's going to be okay. And you might try to sweep that emotion from yesterday under the rug, but it's going to come back because you put it in there and now it's like, nope, we, we want out, we want change because your body and your mind and your soul are screaming for it. And so that's when that, you know, the itch gets greater and you start recognizing, wow, what I'm doing isn't working or I do need to change. And how can I, how can I work towards that change? My biggest piece of advice though, is you don't have to go through it alone. I remember feeling so alone when I went through my postpartum, I became somebody unrecognizable. 
and I lost a lot of friends. And I don't blame them because I wouldn't have wanted to be my friend either. So I had to reach out to different types of support. And I'm so grateful that I did and that I know there are other women that are going through a season of change and recognizing that they're unhappy or they're unhealthy or they're angry and they haven't worked through an emotion from, you know, childhood trauma or a narcissistic relationship or an abusive relationship, whatever it is, I know that they're feeling like, well, I can't tell anybody about this. And I, I'm not worthy enough to work through this, but you are, you most definitely are. And you're going to have that inner, that I always call like my, like the angel and the devil, right? There's always like the positive Tiffany on one shoulder that's like, yes, we can do it. And the other side of Tiffany is like, "Mm, but can you? There's always going to (laughs) be, she's going to be there, right? But what you learn as you start to grow and start to have really good positive, you know, connection and conversation with yourself is you learn that this voice on the good shoulder is right and is a lot stronger and a lot louder and she can roar much more than that small little voice can. So, Absolutely. And you just said a couple of really important things is when you notice the itch at first, don't ignore it. Don't push it aside. It's going to get worse. And eventually it's not going to go away. And if I would have just listened to that itch when I first recognized it, I would have saved myself so much agony. And it's just really important that we start to understand our own intuition when those things happen, that we pay attention to that. It's trying to tell us something. Don't just brush it aside because, you know, you feel like it's not okay to address it or, you know, you're going to let somebody down by doing so. No, pay attention. That's your body's way, your heart's way of saying something's not right. I need to make a change. I need to shift. I need to pivot. (laughs) Yes. Yes. The other important thing that you said was you were alone. That's why you and I are having this conversation tonight is because we are opening up the space to have those conversations so that it becomes normalized so that women who are going through this don't feel alone because there are so many women out there that have gone through or are currently going through postpartum. I know a handful personally, and that's just in my little inner bubble and I don't have a whole lot of friends. So, (laughs) you know, that just goes to show you that it's, it's, there's a need there. And we need to be having these conversations. So I just, I thank you for showing up and just bringing that awareness to that space because it's so important and understanding that you're not alone at all. There are so many resources out there. There's always somebody to turn to, um, you know, whether that's just you or me, we're here, you know? Um, so why mindset building? Why this space that you chose to create this business? Why did you choose the mindset? Oh man. So I, when I was, sorry, I I know I either have to cough or sneeze. So give me two seconds. Bless you. Excuse you. Whatever it is. Ah, Okay. Hold on. Drink please. Cheers. (laughs) I said cheers too, but I was muted. (laughs) (laughs) I seen you raising up. (laughs) Um, So when I was in the middle of working with a network marketing company and I was speaking at these events, I was getting brought in as a confidence coach. That's what they were announcing me as in our team meetings. 
this is Tiffany, the confidence coach. This is Tiffany, the confidence coach. And I was like, I love that. But I, it's more than that. Because I feel like confidence is part of your mindset, but it's also part of your life. And so I started researching the different type of coaches there were, you know, life coaches, health coaches. And listen, I like my chicken nuggets and French fries a little too much to be a health coach. Um, and I'm over here drinking truly. So I am not a good example for that. Okay. If you say to me, Tiffany, I'm craving the Taco Bell. I'm going to say, let's go get in the car. We're going to Taco Bell. Um, so I'm not, <laughs> I wouldn't make it as a health coach. Do I love the gym? Yes, but it's not my thing. Um, and so then I started diving into mindset coaching and I've always been very interested in psychology. Um, my minor in college was psychology. And so it just fit because I've always thought um, we are beautiful, powerful human beings. We are the superior on earth, right? And there's a reason for that. And our minds are our most, I, I think of us as superheroes. I always tell my 10 year old, like, you don't understand you are a superhero. Your brain is capable of so much and you have so much control over it. It's just recognizing that. And so that is when I dove into mindset coaching and I base all of my trainings off of intentional mindset. Um, and so much, I guess, too, on, I don't know why that came out like that. <laughs> also on um, having intentional connection with your mindset. So that is kind of what I focus on. Not kind of, it is what I focus on, but <laughs> yeah, it's so powerful. The brain and you know, my major is nursing. That's, that's my trade. Um, I'm currently in a human developmental psycho psychology program for my master's degree because my minor was also psychology. And when you pair it together with the anatomy and the psychological part, you really understand the power of the mind. And I just love that. I love talking to other people that understand and recognize that because it seems so woo woo because it's not talked about and how powerful we are. And that's something that I'm trying to help people overcome. And it doesn't have anything to do with religion or spirituality. It's just science. And that doesn't mean that it science takes away from a religion. It's just facts, right? And I just, I love it. It fascinates me. It's always fascinated me. And that's probably why I went into nursing. But then that whole psychological piece is like the experiences, just like what you were talking about. When you see what you're capable of doing, once you get a taste of that, it's literally like a drug in such a good way that it just fuels you to, you want more. You're like, what else am I capable of? What more can I get from this? This is crazy. But unfortunately I see it in so many people, they don't ever even scratch the surface on that. And I don't understand. I mean, I guess I do because I, I grew up in society and I see that there is just no conversations around it. But as I start to connect with people like yourself, having these conversations is just so enlightening and really inspiring. It gives me hope that eventually, you know, this podcast is called She Wakes Up, that the world will wake up and recognize that we are so damn powerful. All we have, all we need is here within us. And when we can connect with other people that are in that same vibration, watch out. 
Yes. Oh my gosh. If I could like clap super loud, because <laughs> that last part was spot on. Um, I feel what you said was, I mean, I, damn girl, that's all I got to say. <laughs> I think society has a hard time in believing what they can't see. Um, we live in such um, a, it's got to be in our hands. We have to touch it, smell it, see it, hear it to believe it. And so that is why so much of society is closed off to it. And also the woo woo gets people, um, you know, it, some people get a little bit thrown off by that, but there is so much power inside each of us. And like you said, they get that little taste, man, they just scratch the surface of it and it's game over. Cause once you recognize, I mean, manifestation is a huge thing that we practice here. Um, not just in my coaching, but at home, we are huge on manifesting. Um, my 10 year old's favorite song is champions by Carrie Underwood because she manifests and ludicrous manifests like crazy through that whole song. Right. Tons of I am statements. I actually have, I am tattooed on my finger because it means so much to me, such a strong, powerful statement. And I got this long before I truly recognized what that meant. Um, this was a, a drunk at a table kind of night. That's a wild story. But <laughs> that, that's the hot mess, Tiffany, that we're grateful there's no Snapchat for. <laughs> but um, when you start to recognize that when you put it out there and it comes back to you, it's like the, an invisible boomerang. You're like, oh, wow, I did that. I thought about that and I thought about it so hard and I got it. And it's almost... Um, I hate the statement, fake it till you make it. Um, I'm actually getting ready to do a podcast on that, but um, I'm more of a believe it until you achieve it. And I feel like that has a big play into manifestation just because when you are able to have control of what your thoughts are and you are putting them out there, for one, you are showing up as that person. So if you are saying, I am going to be a CEO, right? And you're working towards that. You are going to be a CEO. If you're working towards building that business, that is going to be you. If you say, I am going to be, I mean, my 10 year old is, he says, I'm going to be a video game designer. He is adamant that that is what he's going to be. And he studies technology like crazy. And he is way more tech savvy than I will ever be. Well, more than I ever desire. Cause I could be, if I wanted to be, do I want to be? No. Um, that's all him. Right. But women like us that are able, we talk about it and we so freely talk about it, which then I see it as a domino effect. Um, even if this podcast only reaches one woman, she, there's only one woman that connects with it. She is going to go and talk about things that she's learned to somebody else. And it's a domino effect. And that is how the world wakes up. It is the power of connection. We live in a society where we have a hundred different ways to communicate and we don't communicate. So there's that one person that will help create the change. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I love it. You're so full of inspiration and I just love your energy. It's just wonderful to be in this space with you and just, I'm so happy to have met you and I'm so happy for the people that get to meet you and through your coaching. And I want you to talk about your event, this big conference that you put together because it's something that has earned you bragging rights. And I just want you to put it out there. Um, let people know 
what it is and how they can help out. Give all the deets. Yes. <clears throat> so for one, I want to say I'm humbled to be here. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so I am doing, well, not just me, Stacy is in it as well, but we are doing an event. Um, it is a women's empowerment event. It is also a small women's vendor show. We will have four amazing small business vendors there. But it is a women's empowerment event called Becoming Unapologetically You. And so I guess I'll break down first why it is titled that. Um, much of it is because I had attended a, an event last year during the pandemic that actually was almost two years ago, during the pandemic that was very eye-opening to me and made me recognize that my past, I didn't need to apologize for it anymore. Raised to believe I was a certain person, um, I didn't have to be that person anymore. And so I could become unapologetically me. And I knew that there were other women that have been through that journey or were coming out of relationships where they had to be somebody that they weren't to keep themselves safe and they lost themselves because that's what we do. We lose ourselves. Um, And then we go through this cycle of trying to find us again but it's not finding you again. It's finding the you now and finding the you you want to be now. And so that is how Becoming Unapologetically You really was born. And then I said, but wait, this can't be an event for me. I didn't want this to be an event where, you know, I was collecting proceeds. I wanted it to be a 100% nonprofit event. And so I started researching charities that I felt aligned with my vision. And I ended up pairing it with All Things Women, Inc. They are a women's um, shelter and resource center in Metro Detroit. They're actually right inside the Boston Edison District. Um, They're amazing. The Medina uh, Davis, she is the founder and also the director. She is one of the most beautiful souls I've ever met in my life. And I have had the benefit of doing other programs for them at their shelter. Um, And so we have a great partnership. And so every single ticket purchased, the proceeds to that are going to All Things Women. So at the event, we will have a speaker for them. Her name's Lainey Fryer. And she will be there to collect a big check from us and every single woman that's there. And so I'm super excited for that. And... Me and you will be sitting down on a couch and talking about becoming unapologetically you. And then there will be the vendors that every woman is able to shop with and enjoy. And there will be mixed cocktails and sweet treats and all of the goodies. So I'm very, very excited. And it is um, July 31st. So very yeah. Can we just make this like a national event? Because this sounds <laughs> phenomenal. And I don't know one woman that shouldn't be in attendance. That's just amazing. And the idea of it going to help a women's shelter is even better. So I absolutely love that. I'm honored that you had asked me to be a part of it. And I just love, love seeing this growth and having these conversations with you to help the women that are really in need of hearing everything that we have to offer. So I appreciate your time. What is well, first of all, I want everybody to know how to get a hold of you. So share how they can do that. And then also please share just one 
one tip, like your top tip to the woman on the other side of this podcast that maybe you needed to hear as a listener? Yes. Okay. So first, how to get a hold of me is you can go to my website, www.risinggrindmovement.com. And every single one of my socials is in there as well. So that way it's kind of a one-stop shop. Um, my cell phone number is in there so you guys can get a hold of me at any time. And you, I have a free texting community that I send out a motivational connection text once a week. And so I absolutely love doing that. <clears throat> so you can text motivation to 734-494-0053 and I, you'll get a text message from me back. It's not a robot. It's, it's legit me. So if you text me at three o'clock in the morning, you're not getting a text until after my cup of coffee. <laughs> but I will text you back. And so I absolutely love being able to do that. But I think that probably if I could tell Tiffany when she was 21, because I'm going to be 28 this year. So the time lapse of everything that we've been talking about has been, you know, about seven years. Um, I would tell her that it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay. Because I walked on eggshells my entire life because I was so scared to mess up. And so when I did mess up, I thought that was it. My life is over. And tr the mistakes I made, some of you, if you, if I got super vocal with them, be like, girl, they were, they were some bad things. Okay. I'm not, my voice might sound innocent to the thing, but I've definitely hot mess. Okay. All the way rolling down, but it's okay to make those mistakes. They don't define you. You get to learn from them. Everything in life is a blessing or a lesson, mistakes included. So, absolutely. I say that all the time. Yeah. And what is the saying? Like, if you fail, that's okay. Get back up and fail better. Mm hmm. There, there truly is no such thing as failure, right? Yeah. It's not, it's not if you allow it to be. That's for sure. Mindset. Yes. <laughs> the powerful thing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I am, again, just ecstatic to have you. And I know that you're going to be in connection with all the women that listen to this. They're just going to want to get in touch with you and hear more about what it is that you do. So thank you for your time. And I know I will have you back. I would love to be back. I'd be honored. And thank you for having me on here today. It was great for you to do so. <laughs> all right. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon.